0: Get down. J.C. Sherbert, I think we got him. Yeah, there he is. J.C. Sherbert with us. The BigSpur.com. Carolina Rise, his collective. J.C., from a Carolina point of view, what is the goal these last two weeks? Other than get W's, but what's the goal <laughs> roster-wise?
1: Well, uh, stay healthy. I mean, that's uh, that's been an issue all year. Injuries that started their, the same offensive line, uh, for the first time, back-to-back games last week against Mandy, um, and so that's uh, that's a key uh, key factor here uh, when it comes to the Gamecocks. It's been an issue all season. You know, you don't talk about it a whole lot because it sounds like you're making a bunch of excuses, but uh, the schedule and the injuries have really uh, been factual issues with the Gamecocks this season, along with a lot of defensive breakdowns at times, but. You know, I think they're, you know, they're coming around at the right time. Kentucky, if you look at Kentucky and you, you flip the schedules, uh, I don't know that Kentucky isn't the four and six team, and Gamecocks are maybe six and four. Had they gotten to play the cupcakes, the Wildcats did at the beginning of the year. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, that's it. Stay healthy because you you don't want to go into this one and have some injuries, and then the next week uh, that's a big game in the state of South Carolina, regardless of the disappointment. Uh, that both teams have had this year, so you want to be at your best for that one.
0: Question from Mike in Spartanburg wants to know: Since you're in the collective business, are you hearing any good, juicy rumors about South Carolina or anybody, whoever?
1: Oh, and in the, in the for le- departing, you're coming or going, or
0: well, yeah, transfer uh, a portal, all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think South Carolina's going to be active in it. There, there's some. Some names floating around out there, but they're not in the portal yet, and so you don't, you know, you don't want to really just spread rumors uh, on that. But you know, South Carolina has some obvious needs. Uh, running back would be one. Defensive line would be another. Um, maybe a linebacker. Maybe a corner. Um, obviously, any school I think will take an offensive tackle if you could find them in the portal. Uh, so there's going to be some needs here. One thing I don't think they'll do is take a quarterback. Uh, just because I think they like the group they have there now, and they continue to recruit uh, almost every class, they, they they usually get a guy. So that's the one spot I would say probably not, but uh, everywhere else, receiver. You know, I think I think they could use an older receiver next year. Uh, so they'll be they'll be they'll be shopping. Um, as far as leaving goes, you know, I don't think you could avoid some guys leaving these days uh, at any program. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. And what I always tell everybody is it's going to be a player that we all sort of were high on when he came in, but probably hadn't done a whole lot, and then he leaves kind of early and you're disappointed. Uh, everybody has these players they like, right? And so uh, it'll be there'll be a guy like that that kind of stings a little bit, but uh, right now all the principals, uh, I think, are, are planning on returning as of right now.
0: And you mentioned running back. That's not hard to go get in the portal. It's really not.
1: Not nah, because guys are looking for, you know, carries. And uh, sometimes, guys, you get out of the portal, like, like the kid from Kenneth Walker, who I think's now with the Broncos, uh, that went from Wake to Michigan State. you I know, mean, he had about, like, 500 yards at Wake. He goes to Michigan State and blows up. Now he's a good one of the better backs in the NFL. Um, so you never know with those guys. You don't know whether it's. A matter. Of, the numbers are a matter of opportunity system. You know, you name it. Uh, Dylan Johnson in Washington now. You know, he probably didn't have the rushing numbers at Mississippi State under Leach uh, that he's putting up right now. But uh, you know, certainly he's he made a good move uh, there. So yeah, I, I think you can find him. I mean, Bill, look, two of the top rushers, two of the top ten rushers in the SEC, Schrader from Missouri and Anderson from South Carolina are Division two transfers. Yeah. <laughs> They both uh, true the uh Schrader came from Truman State and uh Anderson came from Newberry College. So, you know, that's to tell you something about that position. You you can find guys.
0: You can. Um now the war daddy defensive lineman, that's a whole different
1: thing. Oh, yeah, that that's very difficult to go um especially at edge, you know, or end, I guess they call it edge now. I still call it defensive end, but uh Bro. pass rushers, I mean, you know, because you'll have schools that, you know, maybe they have, they're they sitting on three, but they need a fourth because you rotate them. And, uh, maybe that school's got a little bit more attractive situation than the school you're at or something. But it's, uh, it is difficult, uh, to go find those types of guys. Uh, you know, Carolina probably is going to focus more on the interior, uh, because they got some young ends and some guys coming in that are going to make a difference, like Dylan Stewart. But, uh, I think uh, that D-line, just like in recruiting, regular old high school recruiting, Bill, you know it's tough to sign those guys. It's very, very tough.
0: Craig in North Augusta, South Carolina, says there is a Carolina Rise event tonight in North Augusta. He'll be there, and he wants to know if you'll get on a plane, he'll buy you a beer.
1: Ha, no, I'm not going to make this one. We've got Keith and Daniel uh, representing there. It's one of those uh that's kind of what those guys do. uh I was at the one in Charleston in Georgetown earlier this year, but they're they're very informal events info session uh you know meet and greet, talk a little gamecock football. so I encourage everybody that's in that area uh to come out and bring a friend that may not be a member uh and listen to the uh speech and then talk a little bit about the team I mean it's always fun to talk sports, especially when you've won two in a row instead of losing four in a row that's uh a little bit brighter spirits, a little bit more pleasant conversation.
0: Question here on Twitter wants to know your best estimate for the A and M job.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting. I had a conversation a day, a couple of days ago. Thought that Dan Lanning would be the guy, but you know, Bill, I just gosh, his statement. I mean, I don't, that's a Nick Saban level. I'm not going to coach at Alabama type of statement. I mean. He's going to take some heat, I think, if he takes that job. Uh, I don't know that he's the best fit for that job. I think uh, I'll continue to say uh, I don't. I wouldn't overthink it if I were a And M. I would go get the best coach I could, and I think that best coach they can is sitting in Durham, North Carolina, right now. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin. I got I got the odds from Sportsbook.ag in my in my inbox the other day, and it. It said Lane Kiffin was the odds-on favorite, and it had Elko and Lanning too. But, man, I just don't know that I would overthink it if I were A&M at this point. I think I would probably uh, be on a plane to Durham, North Carolina, and understand that the last coach that was at Duke that took the, an SEC job, he did pretty well, right, back in the 90s. So uh, yep. uh, I think I think Duke is such a difficult job that uh, you, you don't get out of there winning like he is without being an excellent elite coach.
0: Something that's been brought up, I don't know what Riley Leonard's thinking about his future. He could turn pro, but if you got Elko, would Leonard come with him and take over that quarterback spot?
1: You know, that's an interesting uh, proposition for sure. I mean, I think Riley's from North Carolina or Tennessee one. No, Mobile, Um, Alabama, South Alabama. Alabama. I knew knew it was a – I knew it was one of those states that he was kind of a second-tier guy. Yep, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Hartman left Wake Forest for Notre Dame. I mean, it's uh, those, those schools, Wake and Duke, it's just not the same atmosphere as an SEC-type school or Notre Dame or something like that. And that could be very appealing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, with the transfer portal these days, uh, you know, it's not – there's been precedent set that coaches will take players with them Uh, Lincoln Riley kind of set that a couple years ago. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, That would be – especially if he brought Kevin Johns along with him as offensive coordinator, which I think he should if he gets the job. Um, That may be something that uh, gets Aggie fans excited. But, I mean, it's not like they don't have quarterbacks sitting there, uh, you know, for him to coach either.
0: Since you are in that collective world – And we were talking earlier, J.C., this week about A&M and the rule where during the season, if your head coach gets fired, there's an immediate 30-day window that your team, your roster, can jump in the portal, their own portal for 30 days. I was thinking about that because, obviously, A&M's got a lot of attractive players that teams across America would love to go in and poach. I guess my only – setback, or my only thinking is, you're not going to go to those kids, J.C., and buy them, meaning, you know, say we got more money over here than you're getting over there. You're not going to be able to attract them that way. You may be able to attract them because you can promise them they're winning immediately or something bigger, right? But I don't think you can go in there and pay them off to get them.
1: No, it's unrealistic. You don't ever want to get in a bidding war with these guys. Right. Uh, it's a collective, coaching, hire, I mean, or otherwise. I mean, they they, they tend to be able to make things happen. And, you know, look, and there's going to be some guys that jump at the portal from A&M that were probably highly recruited guys that hadn't really done much. So you're not going to really miss them, you know. Um, and uh, I, so I do expect some people to explore their options, but uh, those are usually the guys that are – Uh, you know, need a fresh start. Maybe it hadn't worked out for them like they thought. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I I would be shocked if there were mass attrition, you know, all those big-time D linemen and all those dudes. I don't don't expect that there to be much movement there.
0: I was just thinking, what would you have to come at Evan Stewart or Walter Nolan with? Just two random names there. God knows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Seven figures probably for about one of those guys. I mean, Evan, I mean, that's an elite receiver, an elite D tackle. I mean, those position values are oh. are pretty high, uh, I guess, in the scheme of things. Uh, you know, I hate to speculate on numbers because most of the time in this NIO world, Bill, the numbers you hear are not the reality of it. Right, uh, right. Except for in men's basketball, and it's probably higher. But uh, it's uh, – it's um, you know, I, 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 the, 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 those guys like, and, I, and I'm always on the conservative end. But when you talk about player value, those two, they'd be up there for me. I mean, I, those are ones that you know you don't break the bank for them. But if you got it, I'd spend it because they're proven and good. You know, uh, you don't you don't pay for potential in the portal. That's a lot of p words there, but uh, you, you, something like that, sometimes like, a guy like that, that they're worth it. Because they can change your, your whole offense or defense. I mean, they're, they're, they're game changers.
0: Jeff Ketchum was saying a couple of days ago, and I think it's been reported elsewhere, that Quinn Ewers is very much considering coming back, which kind of surprised me. But nonetheless, if true, and Arch Manning right now is redshirt, doesn't affect him right now, but peering into the future, he's got some decisions to make. And the kid who's been playing there for them's played pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I I would think that uh, maybe there would be some decisions to make, but uh, I mean I don't it would it would still sort of surprise me just because uh, Arch Manning went to Texas because he wanted to go to Texas, right? Yeah. Um, and you know I, I think I think Eli Eli redshirted, didn't he? I know Peyton got in yes midway through his true freshman season because I think his second start was at South Carolina, and I remember watching him as a true freshman, but. Uh, you know it it would be somewhat surprising i think if arch jumped in the portal, no matter what happens with viewers uh at the same time you know it's a new world, anything can happen uh I know this arch n i l wise uh in 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 you know maybe he's not like his uncle's right now as far as being a good player a good enough player or an elite player, maybe he's a little different um they say he plays more like his granddad than anybody else, but uh he's a Manning. And so th- that's the other part of NIL. Sometimes you don't have to be this accomplished player to have that value because he's Arch Manning. He's already famous, you know, and that's tra- attractive to brands and companies. And so that's, that's NIL. That's what it is. So uh, it would probably cost some school a pretty penny uh, NIL wise uh, to get him. Uh, and it would be, you know, and that's his value, you know, so it's not, something to complain about but uh it'll be it it would be surprising to me if he left uh however you know like i said it's a new world anything can happen uh and i'm sure he wants to get on the field just like everybody else
0: jeff too who's in this audience went to Ole miss exactly the same time as eli and he redshirt he was telling us redshirt his first year then got stuck behind romero miller for a little bit and then took over
1: yeah i remember that during the cut cliff era was Really good senior quarterback for them, dual threat guy. Uh, they were winning and going to bowls, and uh, but then once Eli got it and got rolling, man, they were yeah. they were nasty. They were <laughs> they were really good offensively. So he, uh, you know, sometimes patience is a virtue. Uh, I think you got to wait your turn, and uh, sometimes that pays off better than jumping to another situation uh, if you're not playing a whole lot. You know, especially with him it's his second year. If it was his third year, something like that, uh I see the the logic more. Sure. But uh you know, second year, you way behind Quinn, hewers a season and uh chances are you're getting that job. So uh we'll see what happens. But um yeah that's exactly what, what happened with Eli.
0: J C always a pleasure to have you here, at the BigSper and also Carolina Rise. See you next week. All right,
1: thanks Bill. See you next week both
0: this is over. we'll get the break continue on omni nashville hotel
1: Good morning. Still a little bit of volume uh, down in Williamson County on 840 through Paytonsville. It's still busy, but it's...